Welcome to the Easy Speak and Speakeasy 330 Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the first inaugural numero uno. I got to think that we were probably drunk when we said that one night. We're like, you know what? Let's do a podcast. We can't do anything else, right? Well, I, I, the, the thought of, uh, I think we were drunk, um, it's a safe bet. Yes, yes. For the listeners out there who are just learning out who we are, is uh, 2020 been a, it's been a motherfucker, hasn't it? Uh, well, it's been interesting, to say the least. I went from getting divorced last year, moving into a new house, not knowing anybody around, didn't know my neighbors. COVID hit. I got laid off for three months. Said neighbor was off for a month or so himself. Worked the opposite shift. We ended up talking. Next thing you know, we spent about three months every night yep. pounding copious amounts of booze yep. with no sports. Uh, well, I think there was a lot of 1984 Tiger World Series rebroadcasts and some old... NHL games, but we made the best of it, and uh, to say the least, the beer belly is showing, and uh, that I'm not proud of, but it is what it is. It is 2020, and you, you get what you get. I mean, yeah, exactly. We got, uh, today's December 23rd. We got about eight more days left of the year until we hit the 31st, and then uh, I would just like to rewind it and go back, maybe to... 2019, not the first part of 2019, because that was, I'm not going to say it was tough, but it was different for me. Mm -hmm. But in the end, it all worked out, Uh, made some great friendships in 2020 that a lot of people couldn't do. A lot of people couldn't make that, that they didn't have the option to get out there and do that. One thing I I felt was you make the best of what the situation is, and, and we decided to build a bar in my garage and just spend a lot of time just getting to know each other. And we created a bubble family and we spent a lot of time in here, which we do usually on the weekends. And now here we are doing this podcast and see what goes from there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're talking about the bubble. I, you know what? We should have copyrighted that <laughs> or we should have like put a trademark on that because, yeah. um, I'm pretty sure we had the bubble thing figured out before the NHL did. We were uh, not going for any further than the party store or the garage. That's about it. Yeah, and for that, that uh, contributed to the uh, the beer bellies and everything like that. But one thing's for certain, it has been fun, and we've enjoyed each other, and, and uh, now we get to do this cool podcast and hopefully... Uh, you know, get it out to people and listen, and they'll, they'll like it, so we'll see. Yeah, so just, you know, for the people that may or may not be listening, you know, we're just a bunch of mid-40s guys with facial hair, like to drink beer. Gray. Living a, shut up. <laughs> living, living a small town and, uh, you know, kind of one of those things, you know, any any kind of sport, 
is on the table. However, I like to stay away from the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk basketball when it's well, when it when it's like uh, you know March Madness. Yeah, I'll, I mean I'll get into that, but I, man, I I just can't listen to I just can't listen to it. It's it's a shame how far that's they've fallen being you know back in the old four days and the bad boys and you know that's what I grew up on and Rich yourself and uh, that's when basketball was good and then it's just it's kind of fallen off for me but we'll see what happens you know coaching his second year and new GM who knows yeah yeah and it seems like they're on par with the uh, the rest of the Detroit sports teams uh, we got the lovable losers uh, we call them the, the Detroit Lions yeah. or as back in the day as my dad used to call them the Pontiac Pussy cats, uh, you know, but you know, and, and and the turmoil that's gone on in the last couple of weeks. And I shouldn't really even say turmoil. I'm just gonna the uncertainty of the direction of the team because, uh, as anybody knows, even if they're not even in Detroit, they know how inept the management team is with the Detroit Lions. It's it's been no secret. For as long as I've been an unfortunate fan of the team, how management has seemed to have mishandled uh, coaching selections, draft picks, just the culture. It's it's just been ass backwards from the beginning. And uh, this latest coach that they've had uh, definitely follows that pattern that uh, – We've all come accustomed to as Lions fans. Yeah, the guy who comes in tries to uh, uh, make a name for himself, right? Um, this, you know, the the latest uh, victim of the uh, of the Detroit uh, Lions coaching. Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't think well, I, in my lifetime there's never been a Lions head coach. Who has gotten relieved of his duties Mid-season. has gone has gone on to coach head coach. Not, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not talking about a Jim Schwartz who's right. a defensive coordinator. Right. I'm not talking. About, I'm talking a head coach, captain of the ship. None of them. But it, I was happy about this though. Earlier this week, I saw that the Houston Texans are going to interview, or they have interviewed Jim Caldwell. Yep. Yep. As a head coach, I, and, and I and I support it. I yeah, love it. He's exactly what that team needs: uh, some order, some direction, just somebody that's gonna uh, lead by example. He's, he's he's a no nonsense kind of coach, but he doesn't get too excited, which I think that team needs. Uh, he needs a coach that's gonna sit back and and uh, get the guys right where they need to be. Um, Watson needs needs kind of somebody that's gonna lead him. Over that hump, he gets. He has gotten to the point. I mean, he's made his money. He's got his contract. He has stats he, like nobody's business. But when it comes down for him to get just that that big win, he hasn't been able to do it. And it showed last year in the the AFC playoffs when they jump out to a twenty four point lead and and boom, they're done. The Chiefs get them. They go on to win the Super Bowl. So I think Caldwell will be at least. My taking would be a good fit for that team. Yeah, I, he, he's been there. You know, he, he's he been there, and, and I, I'll say it or whatever. Yeah, and I, I'll sit here, and I was one of those guys at the time was like, fire Caldwell. Me too, me too. 
and the whole perception behind that is, hey, we got to a certain point. Mm-hmm. We couldn't really get over the hump and get that playoff win. Yep. And it, you know, we could sit here and talk to the cows come home about mm-hmm. how they got jobbed yep. against Dallas <laughs> yep. and stuff like that. The the phantom pass interference. But so we made to the, blame it on the refs. But, but. but we made the playoffs twice. Mm-hmm. His, the year he was fired, he was nine and seven. Yeah. Uh, how many wins did Patricia have in his three years? I don't even think he had nine. Uh, I think he had nine. Oh, okay. So um, to say they downgraded would be the understatement of the century. And the perception is the Patriot way. And, and I mean, really, not a lot of those guys that have come out of that system. There's some guys that have been successful. Well, there's, I mean, we'll say that, but. There's one guy that's been successful. It's Vrabel. Yeah. Vrabel in Tennessee, uh, who was hired the same year Patricia was. He's been the only product of the Belichick regime that seems to have gotten it. Seems to have kind of taken what he learned from Belichick and just kind of went off and did his own thing. So, Yeah, I mean, and that's, and that's the thing that they really need to do is they need to carve their own path. I'm, I don't ever want to hear – I don't want to see anybody who is a Patriot man Mm-mm. interviewing for this Mm-mm. job. Nope. But I think there's one guy, the Atlanta general manager, a former Atlanta general manager, like in like 2001. Well, that was through, Pioli, Scott Pioli. Yeah, he was, yeah. I mean, he was, he was there, but I think he was like part of player development. Right, right. Okay, I can see that, you know, but the, the luster behind that is, yeah. well, is through all those years, he had to, he had to dig deep. Mm-hmm. He had to dig deep into a draft to get guys. Right. And not just, you know, scrubs, because granted, the Patriots have got some guys that were, that were like maybe scrubs somewhere mm-hmm. else. Here's an old bit. Uh, they got system players that seem to work within the mold of the, the – yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. But, I mean, as you can see, the, um, the Patriot way seems to have fizzled out uh, as soon as Brady left, which, I mean, I don't think Brady – uh, what's going to make or break that team this year? Because, I mean, he was very lackluster last year. And I, I I don't believe he's been very good this year. I think they've gotten hot in certain times, and their defense carried them a little bit. And they looked horrendous in the first half last week. And then, you know, they decided, all right, I guess I'm going to play some football in the I, second half. But. I mean, but you you look at the Buccaneers, which they're coming in a, into town this weekend. This is Saturday. But the, as of now. Yeah, as allegedly it's as of Saturday. <laughs> but you look at his supporting cast around. He's got more talent oh, around him right now. They're loaded at right receiver, now. yeah. And – it, it's just, I mean, he's... They're going to make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs, but, I but, mean, I just, I don't see... Unless their defense can get it going, uh, th- their pass rush seems to have uh, become non-existent. Um, it just seems like they got it in their head that they're, they're just going to win, and they're they're going to just make the playoffs. And I, I think reality hit them smack dab in the face, and they realized that, oh, shit, we got to play. Yeah, yeah, they, they thought they, it was going to be a... They've had it was a target a, on their back all year, like, oh, the, the Buccaneers, they got Gronk, they got uh, Brady, so they're, they're the team to win. I think, I think uh, players seem to get, like, a big head. And what that does is to the other team is said, game on, we're yeah. going to go after them, and, and, and teams have played them tough. 
since we're talking about other teams and playoffs, everything like that, how about them brownies? Yes. I mean, you just, I mean, there's nothing you can say about them. I mean, they're stacked too. They are an absolute stacked team. For the listeners out there, uh, born and bred in Michigan, father is a diehard Cleveland fan, born and raised in Cleveland. I've adopted them to give me uh, a cheering experience with my father. So it's been rough. Pardon the pun. The past few seasons, uh, having talent, just squandering it. But this year, they're putting it together. Yes, they are loaded almost at every position. They're a little weak in the secondary, but their defensive front is pretty damn solid, and they're 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 looking really good right now, going into week sixteen. So. And they're looking good, and they don't have Odell Beckham. Ah, uh, so what does that tell you? Well, I mean Landry, the dude's a stud. Well, and the, here's the here's the crazy thing about that: Landry and Beckham are best friends, the college together. Uh, so you would have thought that that would have been a good duo, but since he's gone out, that team uh, has turned it up a notch. I think the the cancer in the locker room has subsided. Yeah, I think I, I think he was more of a Baker. I think I, I, my opinion is Baker felt like he had to force it to him. And if he didn't get him enough touches, he was going to bitch about it. And But, you know, here's the thing is, is if you look back and think about it, Baker was kind of that guy coming out of college. And it seems like he's really um, – I, mean, I, I mean, I really don't want to say it, but he, I mean, he's matured. Sure, he has. Uh, and um, – Well, I think he's taken a lot of heat from the press and – and people holding his feet to the flames, like you know, you're a franchise quarterback. You either put up or shut up. Or yeah. What, what's Cleveland going to do? Yeah. But well, lost in that mix, I think, is the coach that they hired, Kevin Stefanski, who worked wonders with Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Uh, I, I think that's the difference. He's a he's a real he's Jim Caldwell type of coach. He just you know he just gets things done, and and the team has really reacted to him and. And done well. And so, how excited were you to see Monday night? Was that no? It was uh, two weeks ago. No, um, it was. Was it this past Monday, or they played, was it? They sun- played Sunday night. The Giants. No, Monday night. Steelers. Steelers. Bengals. Oh, well, how? Well, for the record, I planned on one beer. Going to bed. That was not the case. <laughs> uh, when have you ever, ever thought that you were going to come in here and just have one beer? <laughs> I mean, I've said it a lot over here. I've said, you know what, I'm going to go over there, I'm going to have one. And granted, I will tell you guys right now, we are both sitting here at the bar at the Easy Speak. And we are also having a beer. And our beer is of choice this month right now. We have Coors Lattes. I'm, I'm more of a fan of, you know, the bush beer and stuff like that on, on your everyday sippers, your bush lights. But, I mean, I get a little wild and crazy. We're both mug club members to a, uh, to a local establishment here in South Lyon. I'm not going to name their names because... 
A, I don't want to give them free advertisement, and B, I don't want to create any riff or somebody saying, hey, don't use our name in your right. podcast right. and stuff like that. But you know what? Coors is a big name. Yeah, sure, sure. So screw it. I'll, I'll give it up to Coors. And it's currently uh, on draft. Yeah, it's on draft. Speakeasy 330. So. Yeah. But, yes, I, I intended on coming out, watching the first half. All right. It's a blowout. I think the line was 14 and a half. Cincinnati was getting 14 and a half. But to my dismay, <laughs> being a Browns follower, um, I was well in tuned. Well, yeah, because the, the, the rift between the Browns oh. and the – well, you call, what do you call them now? The Stillers. Oh, well, uh, my boss at work, who was from the uh, greater uh, – Metropolitan Pittsburgh area. I call them the squealers. The squealers, yeah. And um, I asked him if he the TikTokers. I asked him if he needed to use his terrible towel to wipe his tears Tuesday morning in our morning meeting. Those are some terrible tears we heard coming out of uh, the Berg after that horrible, horrible defeat. But well, so they lost. Okay. Flat out, they lost. they started the season eleven, 11 and, 0. and zero. But did anybody really think that this team's for real? But you know, here is the thing: is is they were hot. Yeah. I, there was yeah. there was a couple games that could have gone one way or the other. I'll sure. just tell you right now: one way or the other, they could have gone a win or a loss, either or. That's the but team real teams win games. Sure, it doesn't matter. You know. Well, uh, when uh, Fatty Moo down there in Detroit, he the, would say, "Well, the mouth we, chewer." He just said, "Well, we just you know we we we, we can't finish. We're just not finishing games." Yeah. That's it, the difference between yeah. Mike Tomlin, yep. who, by the way, is great, mm-hmm. and I think Mike Tomlin is maybe what like the fourth coach in, in Steelers yes, history. Right. He's been there over ten years. That's the legacy that an old mm-hmm. team that has yep. been there. Needs to be instead of like the revolving door in Allen Park that we have. Yep. But well, you have a team here who, whether there's fans or not, they make money. And until the fans decide, I'm sick of this shit. I'm not doing it anymore. They're gonna continue to go on that path. But I do believe that Sheila has. That should, be a, that should be a sound draft yeah, for we, us. We, we to, do the Oh, thing. Sheila. Oh, Sheila. We'll put that on the list for right, next yeah. week. Let's we'll set it up. I believe she has actually turned the corner, we'll say. I mean, I do like bringing in legends to have an opinion. Oh, yeah, for like sure. Like Spielman, I, I, I do believe. And, and anytime you have Barry Sanders involved in the equation, I think that's a good thing. But um, the... The culture has to change, and I think having these legends that played the game, played on that field, in your front office, I think that you know makes the players like respect a little bit more, and 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 it might draw some players that have respect for said Chris Spielman. Say, hey, you know, I want to go play for that organization if he's a part of it. I, I want to jump on board. So, you know, time will tell. Spielman was a beast. Oh. When sure he was with was. Detroit, he was a beast. Mm-hmm. He I was, mean, absolutely. He was a quintessential linebacker. Uh, when it came to Sundays, he laid it all on the line, even though he was going through 
tragedy at home with his wife. Yeah. He just, you know, laced him up, put the helmet on, and, and he went to work. Even though he was an OSU guy. <laughs> yeah. That's a, you know, that's a tough pill to swallow, sure. me being a Michigan fan. Right. Well, which, he, by the way. Um, his, his, first, his first love was Michigan. He, he wanted to go to Michigan, but his father uh, put the fear of God in him. Oh, well. So that's when he ended up being a Buckeye. But yeah. you know what? But you know what, though? It, let's just jump off topic here for just a quick second since I brought up Michigan. <laughs> the guy should have been fired in the middle of the season. Don Brown, yep. Danny, Danny Brown should have been fired in the middle of the season. How? Well, when when no, actually, you know Indiana, what? He, you know, he, frog stomped him. He, you know, but yes. He, here's the thing: is it ain't even that. After last year, well, bowl game. Well, how many points did they give up the last two games of the season? They put up uh, OSU put up almost sixty on them. Yeah, and then they went to they played uh, Florida. Florida State? Yeah. Oh, I think it was Florida. The Florida? Yeah. And, and just got mollywopped. And at that point, I mean, I think the downfall started when they played Wisconsin. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, is my personal opinion, after just absolutely uh, getting jail sexed <laughs> in the last two games last year, and I – and you and I talked about it with a lot of different coaches within the you know the Metro Detroit area, uh, professional and collegiate sports. It's kind of like one of those things where if you're the athletic director or if you are the owner of a team, as your team is entering the tunnel to go to the locker room, you have a bunch of guys saying, um, "Your door's over here." Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing I you know when Donald Trump allegedly I, we don't know yet we're still waiting for it to come out but. Oh, yeah, and by the way, we're not going to talk politics on her, but I will tell you this right now. I was a big fan of the hashtag on Twitter called Pack Your Shit. So that's what should have happened with, with, with last year. But you know what, though? It is what it is. I, I, how can you, as a, a university or an athletic director, be okay with... Because they're boys, that's why. I just... I, and here's a situation where I think the fan base is split, in my opinion, fifty-fifty. You have your your you know your diehards, your your alumnus that praise the ground that Harbaugh walks on, and then you have the realist fans that okay, were we excited when they hired him? I was jumping for joy. But yeah, yeah, you know what? I was too. I mean, here comes a guy who what he, look what he did at San Diego State. Look what he did to Stanford. Took the 49ers to the Super Bowl. This is it's a match made in heaven. His alma mater, his dream job. He comes in here. He's a quarterback builder. That dude's laid a gigantic yep. fucking turd. It's, it's in been Ann Arbor. one embarrassment after another. You're zero and six. We'll just give him six. You know, they were gonna get they were gonna get curb stomped against. The Buckeyes this year, but but no. yeah, but here's the thing: is come in, do your job. Yep. Come in, do your goddamn job. Hey, well, I don't I don't care what you say. I don't care what kind of pants you wear. I don't care what kind of offense you run. I don't give a shit. I don't if you ca- go and sleep in a recruit's bedroom, which I think is a little weird. It, 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 no, it is weird. Win games. Yeah. Yep. Win win yep. game. You, hey, I'm sorry as a Michigan fan, and I. I've also spent a lot of money going to Michigan games mm-hmm. in my time. Mm-hmm. 
win games. Yep. I don't. I, I don't give a shit. I don't. I don't care if you you come out with these. Who's got it better than us? Well, obviously everybody's got it better than us right now. Exactly. Everybody. You. Um, Eastern Michigan <laughs> has it better than us right now. The gray rug. You look at the Buckeyes locker room. They have a countdown clock to the kickoff of the next year, the game, big game against Michigan. Here, it's just an ordinary game. There's never talk throughout the season about the game. It's not emphasized. It's not, I mean, I don't even believe he he recruits on it anymore because it isn't a game it's anymore. Not. It's not. It is, hey, this year they're coming to Ann Arbor to whip our ass, mm-hmm. and then uh, the next year we're going to the – Toilet seat or the horseshoe, yep. whatever they call mm-hmm. it. I yep. call it the toilet seat. The toilet bowl, yep. Now, see, where I work at, I got a lot of guys from Ohio. Mm-hmm. And my, my dad. Well, like in the area where, I, where, where, the, where, where these guys are from that, believe it or not, there's maybe about three of them that are Buckeye fans that I work directly with. All the other ones are either Marshall, one guy I know. Oh, they're, they're from hates. Hates Marshall, Eastern, Eastern Ohio. And you bring up Marshall, and he wants to kill you. But the other West one is, is West Virginia. Yeah. No Mountaineers. West by God, Virginia. Yep, yep. Who's your sister? Who's your sister? <laughs> I know him, but you know. Anyway, I, I don't want to beat. I don't want to beat a dead horse here. But the, we got to get some predictions going here. We're still a couple weeks out on the playoff. Okay, intriguing matchups. I'm not going to lie to you. We got. Clemson, who's the number two seed? Clemp. Clemp. And I spell Clemson, K-L-E-M-P-S-O-N, like Clemp Son. Judd Clempit. So we got so we got Clemson. They're only a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over Ohio State. I, I think that right now will change because Ohio State proved that – and they may not be all that they're cracked up to be. Well, granted, they did have a lot of COVID guys that were, yeah. you know, they still had that issue. However, next man up. It's, I'm a I'm a firm believer in next know, man and, up. And Ohio State has, oh, I mean, going back to a few years ago, their starter, which his name escapes me at the point moment, but um, Cardell Jones comes in. Oh, you're talking about um, Troy Smith. No, that no, that was Dwayne Haskins. No, Haskins was after Jones. Oh, oh, uh, JT. Oh, JT Barrett. JT Barrett, who was short, by the way. Um, he gets hurt. Cardell Jones comes in. He hasn't thrown a pass in, you know, who knows how long. And uh, just the ball kept rolling. You, you, you never even thought that the starter got hurt. So they've always had that next up mentality, and it's been very successful. Uh, no matter what position you look at, they've always seemed to be loaded at every position uh, very deep. So that's always been their thing. But and you know what? Urban Meyer was one hell of a recruiter. And cheater. We're not going to go that far. Jim Trussell. Well, hey, tattoo, <laughs> hey tattoo's got to pay the bills, man. You, you know, Cardell Joe's ain't go there for school, you know. So yeah, <laughs> you know, okay. So we got that. So we got Clemson as a seven and a half point favorite. I, they're going to cover the spread. My personal opinion, they're going to cover the spread. Well, they're going to cover the spread, and I think and win, some win by fifteen or more. But I'm not going to. 
I'm not going to be sitting here pounding my chest saying, hey, you know what, that, what's that movie, Any Given Sunday? Well, how about every Any Given Saturday? Because it could happen. Well, uh, going back to the Monday night game. Yeah. Yeah. You would have never thought that. No. I mean, they're, they're pros. No matter how bad they are and how bad of an organization Cincinnati is, they're still professional football players, and they have uh, the ability to – to play whenever they want, and they did. So, I mean, yeah, Ohio State could turn it up and shock the world. Yeah. Shock the world. But when you have uh, Goldilocks at center there in Klimp, son. No, yeah. Uh, it's hard to bet against that guy. So no. And now that he's more than likely not going to be a Jet, he's going to be pretty damn excited. Hey, you want to hear this? This is the sound... This is the sound last Sunday when the Jets won their first game of the year. You ready? Give it to me. And the reason why they were crying is because dumbass well, won, they, won a football game yeah. and absolutely they lost out on a crushed they're crushed the fan base's dreams. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the only guy, the, the only, the only person who, who's really happy individual. I'm not going to say a group of people. Sam Darnold, but well, yeah, Sam. No, but I'm going to talk about the individual that's really happy that he's not going to the Jets. Trevor Lawrence. Oh yes. Trevor Lawrence is probably like, man, I can go to Jacksonville. Yeah. A lot of, even though he's engaged, ladies. <laughs> but still, you got the sun. Mm-hmm. It's warm. Yep. And here's the thing is. If he goes to a smaller market team, you know what that means? Pressure's off. Less pressure yep. from the media. And he's got he's got some weapons down there at receiver. Uh, I mean, there needs to be a complete overhaul of that team. But you know, there's going to be a the coach available because I don't see I don't see the coach making it past this year. But I, I, I do think it's a it's a good start when you're looking to rebuild a franchise. <laughs> you get well, a generational quarterback to start. I, I think you're doing okay. Well, one thing, they tried that before. They tried getting their franchise guy. They tried to build a team around that guy. Mark Brunel? No. Mark Brunel, he came, he well, came he was in the through. original. Blake Bortles. Oh. <laughs> that yeah. guy couldn't hold Peyton Manning's Jockstrap made Dan or Shlovsky look really good. Oh God, you know and well, you know here. Well, here's, real quick, they're going to be awesome. I think you give Jacksonville two years. Well, they have an owner that's not afraid to spend money either. Well, for a while he was because he was always trying to farm his team out right. to go to Europe to yeah. play. Well, yeah, that's why they were playing in London because they got buku dollars to do so. Yeah, and they that, needed, but they needed a new stadium. That place is a shithole. Oh yeah, for sure. But uh, back to uh, the what? What bowl game is? Are, are they uh, Ohio State and Clemson? And then no, it's, it's not the Rose Bowl. The Rose. Okay, so the Rose Bowl would be the Rose. Okay, so yeah, Bama Notre Dame. Oh, Bama seventeen and a half point favorites against Notre Dame. Well, we hey, have Notre, hey, Notre Dame fans. You know what else they were doing? True statement. There was a, a video roaming around the interwebs of uh, an older lady. Once they flashed the four on there, she started 
Oh, God, no. Sa- sa- oh. Sa- and you know what? Every time they've played him in the last couple of years, I, it is like watching the atomic bomb go off. And the atomic bomb is going to go off in Arlington. They're calling it the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I just, yeah I, I, they should. It should be the Jones Bowl. They should. <laughs> the Jerry Bowl. Yeah. They, just need, they need to just drop the whole rose off it because yeah. mm-hmm. there's not going to be a tournament of roses. There's oh. not going to be anything like that. I think it's a it's a disgrace to oh and yeah say listeners, it's the Rose Bowl and play it down there. And but. listeners, if you haven't noticed right now, we're in the midst of a pandemic right now. And I'll just give you a, a, a nickel's worth of free advice right now. During this podcast, we are maintaining six feet of social distancing with masks on. I cannot confirm nor deny that statement. Exactly. All right. So the next thing I want to I want to touch on a little bit. MVP. Who do we got? I, we're, all right, we're just going to do, you pick two guys, I'm going to pick two guys. Well, we put this poll up on our Twitter page, and, at yeah. Easy Speakcast. That's at Easy Speakcast. On Twitter. On the uh, <laughs> machine. But we yeah. put a poll up. And, yeah, but, uh, you, but you voted for Matthew Stafford four times. How many burner accounts do you have? Oh, that is that is that is a lie. <laughs> that is a bullshit lie. And you, you know it. You voted for Kelly Stafford. Uh, no. Yeah. Not a fan. <laughs> so who who do you got? You give me two guys. I'll give you two guys. So we'll just go with the four that we picked. Um, I'll give Josh Allen and Man, guys awesome. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, you know what? I'll tell you right now. If nothing inspires a player more to going out on the field every Sunday and absolutely trashing other teams, draft your MVP style mm-hmm. quarterback. You draft his replacement. replacement. Yeah. You want to talk about throwing logs? That's that's not even throwing logs on the fire. That's He's throwing got the biggest g- chip. That's throwing gas on a yep. fire. Mm-hmm. Well, right. especially coming off, I mean, he had record year last year. Oh, I know. And what do they do? They 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 draft a guy who has really played one solid year, and it wasn't even the last year he played in college in Jordan Love. But well, you know, look, look, I'm look still at how a... he came into the league. So, I mean, I, I think they followed the same pattern. But but I'm... what he's been able to accomplish this year, and and the way he plays, he makes the game look so easy. It, it, there is there is not a whole lot that he can't do on a football field. Yeah, I mean you're you're one hundred percent right on that one. And then you look at Josh Allen. Josh Allen, who I believe, I mean, being from a, a small market college in Wyoming, going to a very small market Buffalo Bills organization, who they you know they're in New York, but they don't get the you know the the pub that the Patriots and you know the, the other New York teams get, but you put that guy with that those tools in that situation, uh, and you just let him thrive. You let him find out what kind of a quarterback he is. I mean, he's a gunslinger, no doubt. But in three years, he's learned how to play football. He's learned how to read defenses, and 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 he can pretty much make any play and he can run. So he's 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 a hell of a player and he's shown it this year. And he has absolutely the love from the Bills Mafia. Oh. 
Well, just did you see the thousands of At people? Two a.m., three oh. a.m. Uh, unbelievable. And what was up with that knucklehead? Oh, running got, alongside yeah. the truck. It was like, dude, get get away, get out of the picture. I'm trying to take a, a video. Excuse me, sir. Can you get out of the way? <laughs> I would have ran him over with the car. I gotta <laughs> lie to you. He should have opened the door and knocked him over. But you know, you look at Buffalo here. They got Stephon Diggs. I mean, he's a he's a franchise quarterback. And really, in Minnesota, he he kind of had a big head, and he was kind of a problem. But you know, his skill level is top three. Oh yeah. So and he's showing it. I think him going to another smaller market helped him too. Plus, he's looking for a big deal. He's looking for a payday. Yeah, and uh, they they got a good team and they they got a chance. So, so on the other on the other two selections that we had for the MVP choice, we had uh, of course my man Donald KC. My, I tell you right now, the guy I work with, his son, is just absolutely in love with this dude and he's more in love with this dude than Travis Kelsey is in love with himself. <laughs> it's a hell of a tight end though. We're talking about P Mahomes. Scores me a lot of points. Oh yeah. Patrick oh, Mahomes. Mahomes. I mean I mean realistically, he, you know, Josh Allen is getting to that level, but I mean, you look at it and you're like what can't this guy do? This guy can probably tie his shoes with with chop, with with chopsticks. <laughs> well, the, the with he could probably eat a Chinese meal with one <laughs> chopstick, not not a pair of chops, not not two, one. A and sliver. He prob- and he a probably sliver. and he probably wouldn't miss a single fragment of rice nope. in that bowl. Nope. So you go back to last week's game. He pulled out an old school Southern Methodist Pony Express play, running downfield. He's about ten yards. You know, beyond the line of scrimmage, and he's about to go down. Oh, there's Le'Veon Bell. Flip it right to him. Touchdown. Oh yeah. I mean, his IQ at that position, I, I haven't seen it. I, I I think he really resembles Brett Favre to yeah. me because he's. But Brett Favre couldn't move that fast. He's though. reckless, but it works for him. Yeah, Favre Favre didn't have the mobility, but Mahomes is just the play is live. Yeah. Until it's not. And and if he has to make an insane flip the ball in my left hand and throw it, no look, uh, pass, uh, it just, he's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you. And the other guy we had who got no votes. Which is. Derrick Henry. I'm, that guy. He, to me, he's the most feared, feared player. If in the there NFL. was an award for most brutal stiff arms. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be Derrick Henry taking yep. it. What did he do to the 42 of the Lions or 43? I don't know. He, he was a practice squatter. Oh, he, everybody. Uh, he embedded him into the field there down at Nissan Stadium. <laughs> they said they gave him the old six-mile pimp slap. <laughs> the fuck out of here. But, yeah, he's – I mean, you're, you're, you're looking at a guy who <laughs> you, you game plan for him. No matter what, you game plan for him and – he is the type of player that he will wear you down. The, the further the game goes, the hotter he gets. The more touches he gets, the more he's going to really start to get in his groove. And, and when he's rolling, that Tennessee Titan team is rolling. So, yeah, we ran that poll. And surprisingly, 
nobody voted for him, which you know, which just goes to show you the state of the NFL we're in right now because it's pretty damn good. No fans or not, there's a lot of unbelievable football players right now, and and those were just four that we talked about. Um, you can look at you know Garrett down in Cleveland. You can look at Chubb in Cleveland. You can look at Baker. I mean, there's so many players that are just <laughs> it's fun to watch. And and by the way, we do have the NFL Sunday ticket live every Sunday here at Speakeasy 3.30 for your viewing pleasure. So, yes, we we generally spend more time not watching the Lions and just watching the unbelievable talent that the league has provided. We don't get paid for that type of advertisement, sir. Yeah, but I'd like to throw shout-outs to what we got. Yeah, that's true. All right, we talked Michigan. We talked college football. Well, you didn't say who your MVP was. Oh my! Well, who I was going to pick? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to tell you, it's Aaron Rodgers, oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, right. no doubt. All right. Yeah, that's what I thought. But that's those were the four we had to pick from. So yeah, I, I, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is going to be my pick. Oh yeah. And he's he's a great great uh, listen to every Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show. So All right, so we talked Lions football. We really didn't touch much on gyms. Maybe we'll save that for the for the next week because well, let's get some guys in here interviewing and. We can kind of see who's coming in, who's telling them to go yeah, I think pound they've, sand. They've and, only had a couple guys in here. One of which, with, with my pick, would be Lewis Riddick. But we'll see. We'll see how the uh, the butter melts in that department. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> but with that being said, I am absolutely, undeniably excited. More excited than anybody could ever possibly know that this song is going to be playing. You know, even though it gets played Saturday nights... Give it to me. What is it? No, but even though it gets played on Saturday nights, given the fact that we only have, what, 56 56 games this year, they need to have this on every night. And by the way, we're from the Metro Detroit area growing up here before digital cable came out and everything was over the airwaves. And, you know, if you had basic over-the-air television, you were fortunate enough... To collect some of that, those Canadian feeds. It was a little fuzzy. Not in my house, it wasn't. We had the biggest antenna. Oh yeah. See, it was, well, also I lived closer to the. I lived closer to Windsor, out of where the. You, yeah, you where, were you were a little bit closer to the uh, the city of Detroit. But every time I hear this song, it gives me chills. Good old Don Cherry. Hockey night in Canada. But here's the thing that's awesome. And the reason why I'm saying it should be on every night. They realigned the divisions for this year. This you got couldn't your, be any sweeter. Oh, you got your uh, you got your you got your East, which you got your East Coast teams on. You got your Central, which I can't figure out why they took Dallas and put Dallas in the Central and took St. Louis and put them in the West. But I can I I got a feeling they did that because in the event that they get two South teams in the playoffs, horrible for Gary Bettman in the ratings. But that's just my personal opinion. They take it for what it's worth. You got your West Division, and you got your almighty, great Canadian North Division. And I'll tell you right now. That is the most intriguing division 
I think. You know, in 16 teams make the playoffs in hockey. My personal opinion this year, just as a favor to the, to the fans of the North, my favorite fans, by the way, and I'll tell you a story about that in a minute, they should send all of the Canadian teams to the playoffs. As an homage to the great neighbors of the North who really have suffered mightily uh, in, in recent years in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that. Hell, most of those teams that, that are in those that, that division, they're, they're pretty fucking good. So, oh, I know. I mean, they, they, they might have a good opportunity. I, you know, and here's the thing is my favorite, and by the way, just to let the listeners know, Growing up as a kid in Metro Detroit area, lit, watching said CBC Hockey in Canada because they used to have two games on every Saturday. Yep. You had your game on at seven thirty. Your East Coast game. You had your, your West. Your you had West your, Coast you had your seven thirty game. Then you had your ten o'clock game. Mm-hmm. I used to watch those. So I, back then, when I was younger, I want to say probably when I was about ten, eleven years old. Televisions were still pretty pricey. Like, I remember my dad, I remember when my dad got a profit-sharing check, and he's like, we're going to buy a new TV. He went and bought a, a Magnavox TV. Ooh. Hey, it was 27 inches of pleasure. Table for one. Table yeah. for one. Exactly. So he bought that. It had the smart sound on it and like that. Remember how, remember how the commercials used to be so loud? Oh, yeah. This smart sound was supposed to it help it adjust out. adjust it in the commercial breaks? This, this fucking TV... My parents had this TV for like twenty years. I've, <laughs> they worked. For oh, 20, oh, but five hundred pounds. But I remember my dad getting it, and I want to say that TV probably cost my parents probably like a, a grand. Oh, easily. You know, easily. Like back in the day, a thousand dollars back in eighty nine ninety. That's a lot of money for a TV. Yeah, we were like we were like balling in the neighborhood. But anyway, everybody came to the house to watch the, oh. the two seven. Yeah, but you know the thing is, is you know that was then. Times are times are different now. TVs are disposable. But anyway, to get yeah. back on track to what I was talking about, I was never allowed to have a television in my room. My parents yeah. would never buy me one. They would yeah. never buy me one. I yeah. shouldn't say I wasn't allowed to have one. They'd never buy. Either me did one. I. Either did I. So me, your boy over here, back when he was a young lad, I used to cut grass in the neighborhood. I was a no, they made a song after you, right? Yeah. So I was yeah, walking. We're both old. I was walking down the street, and somebody had a garage sale. They had this old piece of crap. And I, this thing was probably maybe a 10-inch TV screen. I asked the lady, I said, uh, how much you want for that TV? She goes, $10. I was like, I didn't have ten bucks. I was only getting paid like three dollars to cut cut the guy cut the old man's lawn across the street. That's two weeks worth of pay. Lady said, "You know what?" She goes, "You cut so and so's grass, right?" I go, "Yeah." She goes, "Well, if you come cut my grass tomorrow, you can have that television." Ooh, that's a deal. Shit. Well, you know what though? It was a little bit of sweat equity, but I got that TV. I took that TV home with pride. I, you know what? I wish. You know, I bet you if I went back to my parents' house, it's still there. But anyway, to get back to it. I used to take that TV. I had it set up. I would watch Hockey Night in Canada, the 10 o'clock game. When I'm supposed to be sleeping, by the way. Turn the volume down. I'd turn the volume down. It would be on my nightstand next to my, next to my head. And I used to watch 
old. Put the blanket over so you don't see the the, the, the color. My room was in the basement, so that oh well, they weren't. You can hear them come clumping down the oh, stairs. Sure. If you heard them. You had a warning. Yeah. So I was a. I'm a huge Oilers fan. Huge. Mm. You probably didn't know that about me, but. Ah, uh, you know, I, 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 you may have mentioned it a time or two. Well, you know, when the when the bubble when the bubble started, I was really excited about. I was really excited about the Oilers. Well, their their roster uh, gives anyone reason to to like them with McDavid, Drysaddle. They got a good team. Nugent Hopkins. Yep, Nugent Hopkins. So anyway, the what I like about the Canadian the Canadian lineup. Let's get back to the old. Rivalry games. Yep. So listen to the rivalry game you're going to have. You're going to nine times in or ten times, ten times, nine times, depending I, on depends on how it works out. Yeah, depends on how it works out. I think We're gonna, it's a little bit more for in that division. But the, you know the thing is, is this is the excitement that I have of this because this is what happens this year. Nine times. Nine times. Nine niner at a at a minimal nine games. Nine 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 nine. Ninety nine. Yeah, Ninety nine. Of battle of Alberta, and it, I tell you right now, last year Calgary. Oh God, last year it really started off good. And you know what? And as much as and as much as I consider as an Oilers fan, and just can't stand the guy, I hate Matthew Tuchuk. Have you seen his dad lately? He um he looks like Danny DeVito. It looks like somebody shoved an air hose up his ass and charged him full of air. He looks like a blimp. Yeah, he might look like the Joker from the old school Batman movies. But here's the thing is. His kids can play. I met him. I met him in Plymouth because uh, I go to those uh, national, uh, the national team development. USA. Yeah, USA. U- U18 or whatever. I've seen a couple people up there. I've ran into him up there. And that dude is a gigantic bag, big guy. <laughs> He's real big. If you if you guys don't know who Keita Chuck is, look him up online. You see how skinny he is, and look at a recent photo. He played with the Blues, yeah, and he also and played he, with the Winnipeg Jets. Yes, and he was a uh, enforcer. Quite quite a little son of a bitch. But he could score. Goal. Well, you know, Probert was an enforcer, but that yeah. one year he scored twenty four yeah. goals and made the made the All Star game. Yep, yep. But if you look at uh, Matt Kachuk, and then his brother plays. Um, Brady, yeah, and they both are. They're cut from the same cloth as his dad. Their oh, dad, man. they're they're they just get under your skin, and you know the, they'll draw penalties and they can score. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is that's so it all started like the fire got fuel tossed on it last year when he absolutely obliterated Zach Cassian. Behind the net. Oh yeah. And so, just I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that one. I'm also I'm also kind of excited to see the Maple Leafs and the Canadians play each other nine oh, times yeah. this year. That's going to be a bloodbath. You know, and and that's what I really like about it. I like the Eddie Shore old time hockey. Mm-hmm. But the game's changed. The game has changed a lot. Well, it's, it's faster. It's fast paced. The guys are. Huge, um, but yeah, the, the the realignment has killed a lot of the you know old school 
Oh, Rivalries, the original six. Okay. Detroit and Chicago is going to play each other this year nine times. I'm excited for that. And the layout, the back-to-backs, and the home-and-home home series, it's, it's going to be a fun year. There's going to be hockey on every night here at Speakeasy 330. So it's going to be a, a fun and, unfortunate, a lot of beer drinking oh, time. Man. But the to me, the division uh, to watch, the top division, it's it's got to be the central. I mean... I'm going to disagree with you on that. I, I, you have Tampa. You have uh, a Nashville team that's – they've made some changes. And, oh, yeah, and, they just signed They just signed it, uh, Granlin, Granlin today. Mikael Granlin, they brought him back. Granny. But, you, I mean, you just – in Columbus, <laughs> they're no slouch. I mean, you have some teams. You have Dallas. I mean, you have teams that are just – they're at the, at the, the precipice. Yeah, but I think Dallas is going to be minus Tyler Sagan, though. He's a, he just had surgery, I think, not too long ago. Was it in his nether regions? I, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm not on that type of level with him. Oh, okay, okay. But you know, the East is going to be good too. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think the realignment. I think probably uh, the probably one of the easier alignment alignments is going to be probably that West. And there is no doubt about it. No doubt in my mind. It's probably going to be Las Vegas wow. taking that. Yeah, you know, and what a, I mean, they, uh, they did just such a hell of a job. Well, they br- they brought the right people in, the right people in the right positions, and oh, yeah. and, and they've they've used uh, the draft to their ability. They they were able to get some solid guys in their first year that you know they may have been retreads on other teams, but they fit they fit the the style that. Well, Gerard Gallant was playing at that time, but now he's yeah he's, he's not there long, anymore, He's but, long gone. Yeah. But you know, you a, another team in the West that you got to look at, Colorado Avalanche. They're young, they're feisty. Dude, I'm McKin- McKinnon. McKinnon, excuse yeah. me for that uh, butcher job. Yeah, yeah. No, Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, man. he he can score at will. You know, and the, and, the, and here's one of the things is, you know, we're, we're talking about these guys. We're talking about McKinnon. We're talking about Todry. Yeah, uh, being so close to Plymouth, and we used to have the Plymouth Whalers here. I remember seeing all these guys when they were like eighteen years old, seventeen, eighteen years old. I remember see, the first time I saw Connor McDavid, or as they say in Edmonton, McJesus. <laughs> Hallelujah! But he played for Erie Otters in the OHL, and he played in Plymouth. We went to the game; and it was in Plymouth. He was a man amongst. Boys, and and Plymouth was no slouch either. No, they were always they were one of the top teams. You know, Ryan Hartman he he played there. You know, and now I think he plays in Minnesota. I believe. I think I'm not 100 percent positive, so don't quote me on that. But I mean, they had, you know, their coach there, Mike Vellucci. He was he went on to go and be. I think he was like a director of player personnel with the. Carolina Hurricanes. Now I think he's the head coach of uh, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton mm-hmm. Penguins in the AHL. Yep. So, I mean, believe me, a lot came out of that. You know, and that's one of the things is, you know, I really miss. I miss having those guys just at my disposal down the road. And listening to Sean Belegian, uh doing the play-by-play. That yeah. was always uh, – Shawnee B. Shawnee B. You know, but, you know, you – but you know, I mean, I've been to one Flint Firebird game up there. I mean, and they got a lot of guys coming out too. But you know, but now that they got the USA developmental team, where I, I wouldn't watch Jack Hughes mm-hmm. two years before he came into the NHL. Yeah, and he, 
Well, not, and, and, not a very big guy. Yeah. Well, but he was silky smooth and very elusive. You look at USA Hockey has has really become a worldwide powerhouse. It's not just, you know, Team Canada and and Sweden. I mean, Team USA, they've really done a great job with player development at a young age. And in Plymouth, they have that that I believe it's under 18. Yeah, they got a, they got they got a yeah. U18, U17. Yeah, so that's I mean that's it's fun to watch. Hopefully uh this pandemic uh subsides here soon go watch some good hockey games. But you know here. what though? If I'm not mistaken, I think they're allowing people in to watch games. I'll have to double check. But I mean, it's might be a little bit, but I'm all for going. Ryan, my son, is a a savant when it comes to uh getting game pucks from there, so He's always down to go to a game. Yeah, that'll be fun. So, since we're not talking about the uh, the Red Wings, let's get on the Red Wings. Man, Steve Eiserman, he made some uh, he made some good bold moves this uh, off season. He cut he cut a couple a couple guys, some tenured guys. You know, Jonathan Erickson. He was big on the defense. Everybody say you know screw him, everything like that. You know what? Let's call facts facts. Mm-hmm. When the guy got drafted, he got drafted as a forward. Yeah, they made him a defenseman, and and I don't think he ever excelled. And and remember, he played behind Lidstrom for you know a couple yeah. of years, and he just never picked up the position. He was always on his ass and and getting skated by. You're taking a six foot five guy who played. I want to say he was a center. You draft him, mm-hmm. so it's all the guy played. The guy probably played center and forward his entire career. That's I'm not making excuses for him, but then you go and you throw him on defense. Yeah. yeah, not a good move. No, and that so you know so they said goodbye to Erickson, uh, Abby. You know they had to cut ties with Abby. Well, I think the the culture of the Red Wings has always been loyalty, which is it's good to a fault. I think um, Chris Draper to me is the the ultimate uh, loyalist. Uh, they kept him on the team because he got his face realigned but anyways i think they have been known to you 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 sign a guy long term that really doesn't deserve a long-term contract and you they live out the contract um look at jimmy howard perfect example jimmy howard who should have been gone should have been gone five years ago yeah but the thing we now see and i'm gonna and here's my thing is, is i'm gonna defend jimmy howard right now well, they didn't have a defense. Okay, I, well, I'll give you that. We I'll see, give you that. So we see eye to eye on yeah. that. So that's good. I'm glad but we he, see that. He definitely wasn't standing on his head, so to speak, towards the end part. At the, at the end part of his career, yeah, he was no. And he never really had competition. No, for the I, most part, no, I, it was always his job. I agree with you. And uh, I, I think players, players that are kind of on that that edge need need a little fire behind him to yeah. get him get him motivated. You know, I'm glad to see Jonathan Bernier back. I mean, he really I think he earned his he earned his spot last year. Got Thomas Grice, which he was pretty much a platoon goalie in uh in the Islander organization. Um they went back and forth between him and I'm trying to think the other guy's name. It just it eluded me. I just had it in my head. But they went back and forth between the two, even in the you know in the playoffs and um, things like that. You know, so he's coming over. He's got some experience, so that's nice to see. Bobby Ryan, huge fan of Bobby Ryan, 
absolutely huge fan. I think from uh, on the field, on the field, on the ice, I'm sorry, <laughs> on the ice and off the ice, the guy has really done things to preserve himself. Well, Barlamov, that's who it was. You, you want that veteran that veteran presence in, in, in as they'll say in the uh, the hockey world, in the room. Yeah, you know, in, he started in Anaheim, and then he went from Anaheim, and then he went to um, Ottawa. Yeah. So. In, in Ottawa, I mean, he was, was he their captain in, in Iowa? Ottawa? I'm not sure. He was one of the, I think the team leaders. Yeah, but, you know, but then he, he, he realized he had some problems, and he took care of that. Right. So. Uh, kudos to him. Sure, you know, sure. I'm glad to have one year deal. I, you know, and here's my thing is, is well, that I, that's how they built it up in Vegas. You know, those but, guys got one year deals. But here's the here's thing here's thing you'll realize about me is I'm not a fan of oh. of long term contracts. They get complacent because especially guaranteed contracts. Oh yeah, you got a guarantee. You know, we're not going to talk about baseball today. We're going to save baseball for another segment, but you know, we talked about loyalty. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the Red Wings are owned by the same owners that own the Tigers. Yep. The Chris Tigers, Silich. the Tigers they're as loyal as they get. They like dishing out. We got long, we got long-term a, we got a guy who can barely run to first base. And we got him for like forty million a year, so we 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 essentially paid him. We're we're paying him for what he did ten years, six ago. years ago yeah. for us. You 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 paid him, hoping you're going to get a World Series within the first two years of the deal, uh, and you just pay for it down the road. And and unfortunately, that didn't happen. Yeah, you know, and you know, I I like to think now with the, with Stevie at the helm. That we are, uh, we're going to turn a corner and we're going to, uh, we're going to make it. Well, you look at what he did in Tampa, and you know, look what Tampa's been able to do since he's left. You know, with that being said, he's a guy that he's going to take his time. He's going to, he's going to cut where it needs to cut. He's going to bring in guys that are going to help motivate. So you look at bringing in Bobby Ryan. You know, he's going to look at what that's going to do for Larkin. Look what that's going to do for. Some of the the draft picks that they've had in the last couple of years. Speaking of Larkin, gonna get the seat. Did you hear that? Yeah, I mean it's about time he deserves it. Well, you know we haven't had a captain for nope. uh, since since uh, Zetterberg uh, uh, went on the long term IR LTIR. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I mean, if there's a player on that squad that deserves it, it's him because he's not only local product. He's He's the leader on the ice. He's the go-to guy. He's the he's the scorer. He's he's the face of the franchise right now. So I think I think it's a good it's a good thing. Well, he really hasn't scored quite a quite a lot lately. Well, the team hasn't scored a lot. No, I mean yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. They're the they're the the long shot to win the cup this year. So <laughs> <laughs> they're going to win a cup of. Uh, Course, uh, ice cold course light. That's about it. Uh, yeah, and I, you know what? Even then, I wouldn't even serve it to him. I'd serve it to him in a, in a hot, <laughs> hot glass. Yeah, they're a plus fifteen thousand. Yeah, they're on the, they are, the last Bohican on that list. But the NHL, if it's known for one thing, it's their parody. Yeah, and play you, it. You get a goalie, 
in here that makes the stops. You you put a, a serviceable defense in front of them. You get a guy that can score. I, I, you never know. Yeah. You just never know. I'm not entirely sold on coaching. I mean, I think that's a big a big issue in Detroit. But You're talking about Blash, yeah. I, I, there's another guy. They've been too loyal to him. And I, you know, you you got Gerard Gallant who's out there. You know, I think he would be a good fit. Play yeah. with Eisenman and but Eisman, But you know what the Eisman did say? Eisman said we really didn't get much of a roster to work with. And that's true. That's and that's fair for Eisman to come in and, and say that. So yeah. he wants to give him an opportunity, and, and and I think he will give him that opportunity. But, but if he if he doesn't do anything with it, yeah. I think the leash's got to be because exact because look at what he's done so far. Applicator didn't score a goal last year. No. And they're paying him what seven million? They're like a uh, bud now. Bye. Yeah, they're pretty much same. Gotta go, Jonathan Erickson. You can't stop anybody. Nope. Bye. Nope. Nope. So he's he. You know that's. I think that all falls in the the, the category of accountability. You, you you gotta you gotta hold these guys accountable. They gotta know that hey, if you ain't working. Somebody, somebody behind you will, and and I do believe Grand Rapids is, is has talent, and they've got NHL talent that they keep there specifically for the reason for the next man up. So we'll see. Time will tell. Uh, and uh, it, it the NHL is is better off when the Red Wings are winning. I mean, I know uh, Bettman's not a fan, and you know they're not the the most prized uh, franchise. A lot of players, they're like the Yankees of the NHL, but. It, it, they're better off. They make more money when they're winning. Can we please retire Hockey Town, please? Uh, yeah. I. Hey, uh, nineteen ninety-seven called. Yeah, they want their Paul Coffee wants it back. <laughs> they want their logo back in the song. Come on. They need to get a new. They need to get somebody new to sing the national anthem because oh. I'm tired of listening to worn out Karen Newman. She. Super is nice she, lady. Is she alive? I mean, is there a body yes. in there? Yes. There's so much, uh, oh, yeah. so much surgery going on in there. Uh, no. I mean, I bet if you hit her in the face with a two by four, she wouldn't feel it. She wouldn't even uh, lose her uh, lose her train of thought. Not at all. All right. So real quick, who do you got winning the cup this year? Well, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do. I'm gonna put it in the notes here. We're gonna do an early prediction, and we're gonna we're gonna come back to it. We're going to summarize. Well, and as, I'll tell you right as, now, if you say the Predators, <laughs> your house is getting burned down. As much as I would love to see the Predators uh, win the Cup, I, I don't believe that'll be the case. Uh, I'm going to say Dallas. I think the, the Dallas Stars, they, um, they're they pretty pretty uh, equal. Defense, offense, they've got a good goalie. It's just... You know they were on the they were on the verge last year, and I think they get over that hump this year. So I think it's going to be Dallas. Dallas is a good one. And you, I mean, uh, I would say Tampa would have an opportunity, but I just read that Kucherov's out for the entire year. Is he out for the? And they were talking surgery. about it with a hip. Yeah. So, and uh, so that's a big loss. Um, but yeah, I think I think. Dallas is a complete team. You know, my thing is, is I would sit here and tell you that every fan that lives between on the 401 between Hamilton and Mississauga would all be like, it's the Maple Leafs year. 
believe me, it's still not their year. No. I, I, you know, I, I honestly, honestly, truly think that the Capitals are going to make a run for it this year. Well, they don't have King Henrik. They didn't. They didn't have. They didn't hit him when they won the cup the other time. Well, if if Ovechkin is scoring, there's no telling what that team can do. Yeah, exactly. So you have Washington coming out of the East. Yep. Uh, who you got coming out of the West for the Cup? Cup oh. final. I'll say. Oh, the Cup final. Yeah. Oh, Las Vegas. You, you got Vegas. Okay. Hold on. Because I'm I'm torn between Vegas and the Avalanche, but I think I I still have kind of a hatred for the Avalanche. I, well, that's that's just natural. But but it's, it's just natural. But it's not stemming from the whole Red Wing incident, though. It's about them poaching the Nordiques out of Quebec. Oh. Still, uh, That's, I'm still, still some bad blood there. Huh? I'm still butthurt about that. I really am because the, I, I tell you right now, they need to put a team back there. Well, there's been talks about it, and I do believe that they have an arena built already. Yeah, and you know where that team went that they were talking about? Kraken. Oh, Seattle. Yeah, well, well, that's that's going to be exa- best logo in hockey. No, it's not. Oh, I like it. It might be partial well, to the S. Well, well, yeah. Well, we'll save that for another another time. And they start next year. Correct. Yes. So you're going to go. I'm going Capitals. Capitals versus versus uh, Vegas. Yep. And I like Dallas versus. Well, you can't sleep on the the hated Penguins, but they're uh, you never know what you're, they're going to get. But I'll go. I'll go Boston. Boston and Dallas with Dallas winning the cup. Rooting for big pasta, huh? Pasternak? Yeah, Pasternak is uh, that guy, man. He's he's kind of a machine. Yeah, exactly. All right, so I think we've I think we've done a pretty good job for the yeah, first we, episode. We bounced around, had some fun. And yeah, I think we're sitting at about a, maybe an hour, hour and ten minutes or yeah. so. But no, uh, in all seriousness, uh, I think it's great. I think we had some good content. Yep, and we kind of talked, hit on most of the hot bits uh, topics. Uh, that are going on right now. There's there's other things that we can talk about, but that'll be for a later day. Yeah. And, uh, one thing's for sure, this is going to be fun. Uh, we're going to have some fun guests on from the sports world. Yeah, and, got some and, got some lined up working on some other ones. I'm and, and, and I'm not going to put my uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to put the uh, the cart in front of the horse. But uh, you know, just uh, listeners know we. We do have some things in the work. There's, uh, there's some good things on the horizon. We actually have a fan up to the podcast, even even though this is the first episode. But he he was all in. Comes from the uh, great land of down under. Yep. So we have to figure that out. We have to figure out how to get him on. We might have to adjust our recording times. And he's a, he's a Australian, born and bred, diehard Detroit fan. Um, a Detroit Lions fan too. Uh, started with the Pistons, and uh, he <laughs> turned his turned his allegiance to the the Lions. So we're going to have him on, and we're going to talk about how far the reach of social media is in the sports world. And seeing he's on the other side of the world, being a sports fan, and and usually travels here yearly. Um, it'll be a cool thing for the listeners to hear his take. Hopefully, everybody will be able to understand him. But yeah. uh, 
I'll take it. Whatever. Yeah. We'll oh, have yeah. to, so it'll, we'll be, probably it'll have to be put a fun on, talk. We'll have to put them on Zoom or something like that. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, I look forward to next week already and everything like that. What I want to do is I really want to get a, a big shout out to my boys at Air Boy Podcast. That's um, E H Boy B O Y. Yeah, check them out. They're uh, uh, two good dudes. Uh, they like to goof on each other. Uh, the one co-host, Bobby. That dude's got some stories. And I'm, we're going to get into it. You know, we talked a lot about sports today because really there's a lot of, a lot going on with sports for us in the Detroit area. But, you know, we're going to talk about it. We're, we're going to get into some life experiences. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into some things like that, maybe some crazy stories, things yep. that have happened. We'll yep. try to... We'll try to make it as X-rated and R-rated as possible. I mean, the goal the goal of this show is basically, you know, just what, what do guys, and not just guys, but what, you know, girls, because I think we're going to have some, some women uh, come on to get their views on a lot of things, and just, just what generally what people are talking about, you know, whether it's sports, pop culture, you know, things of that nature. So it's just what you might sit down and have a conversation with somebody at a bar. Uh, that's kind of the, the, the gist of what, what this podcast is going to be about, and we're really excited to bring it to you and see where it goes. Yeah, it's going to be no holds, no holds barred. Uh, you know, if you want to, if there's something that maybe you, uh, maybe anybody who's listening says, "Hey, you know what? Let's uh, let's talk about something or whatever." There's no no uh, topic will be. Yeah, feel free to reach done. out to us at uh, at Easy Speakcast on uh, on Twitter. Send us a a message. You can send us a DM or anything like that. We follow that. Uh, pretty regularly, um, yeah. Send us a message uh, if you want to be on. Uh, we can call you. We can we can put you on uh, if you got topics you want to talk about. Hey, and, we're, we're all for it. And our guests that appear at the Speakeasy three thirty uh, are paid in ice cold beer out of the tap. Yeah, if you show up in if you show up in studio, we're going to call it studio. If you show up in studio, you'll get a copious amount of beer, but you just got to take what's on draft because I'm not buying you anything else. <laughs> All right, with that being said, I think uh, I think it's time to uh, bid a farewell. Great show. And you guys have a good one and uh, we're going to we're going to roll you out right now. Thanks for listening.